Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. This is Julia. And my name is Chad. First off, I want to say that this episode in my heart, where, where my heart's beating. In your warm, warm it, it, heart. Is this is a love letter to a demographic of our listeners that we have mentioned many times over. But I don't think we have ever actually dedicated a show to, which is we hear from a lot of people who love gaming, are into gaming, but for whatever reason right now do not have a gaming group. And that could be because they're going through social difficulties or they moved somewhere or their friends moved away. Or they have really bad BO. What? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that hasn't stopped many people from <laughs> they're, Sorry, they're on active deployment with the military they're on a job that has them isolated from other people whatever the case is this episode while we hope there's going to be some fun stuff for everybody this is a love letter to those of you that love gaming but don't have a gaming group and we are your fix you are living vicariously we're through- so sorry I feel like we should have some music, you know, mm-hmm. some like, like some Tom Jones. some like sad yeah, violin. Sad violin, in the back yeah. We'll see. All right. So, I what get... would you do if you didn't have a gaming group? Because I know what I would do. I would start doing like Pathfinder Society, Dungeons and Dragons Adventure League, and I would pick out the people that are worth talking to, <laughs> worth, and steal them, worth talking to, <laughs> and steal them for a home you? gaming group. You bardic gnome, you are unworthy. <laughs> well, and the only the only rebuttal I have to that is, what if you come from a town that's so small that you don't have yeah, that? You're like, I mean, yeah, you're a gamer. or so yeah, you're on active deployment or something yeah, like that. True. Once again, so do you want to know the appropriate answer, like the HR level answer of what I would do? <laughs> you are taking no. so much training. I right know, now. I am. I'm Dan thinking. and I are working together now for the first time in our lives. We actually have the same employer. He sits like three desks away yeah, from me. Yeah, we, we have the same together. supervisor. I mean, yeah. being call boys is not really a job. Uh, but f- you. Hey, they, <laughs> they work it. Yeah, That's you, right. You we have it. professionalism. They, they work it. I like it. the way you work it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the amount of times I've had to picture Bianca Beauchamp to get through some old lady. Now, <laughs> so, you get the old ladies? Uh-huh. Damn it. All right, I always so, love the new guy. So, Wayne, do you want the HR level answer or do you want the truth? No, I want the truth. Okay, mm-hmm. so the truth is I just get bitter. Because <laughs> there have been times, Tell me music. There's like a there's a bitter song we could yeah. be playing, like bittersweet DJ. symphony, because mm-hmm. it would fit all of our needs here. But <laughs> there have been times in the course of this show, right? So within the past ten, twelve, fifteen, twenty-five, however long we've been doing this show, years that I have not had a gaming group for a significant stretch of time until you started doing the actual play. The- I didn't know you in a gaming group. Yeah, I actually was not in a gaming group mm-hmm. until the actual play. Yeah. And basically what I did was I just got really like... No, what I did is I got tired of you talking about Saw, <laughs> and I shamed you into putting your well, money okay. where your mouth is. So you know how like people that are habitually single walk through the park and see people holding hands and just hate them. <laughs> That's kind of what I was like. Kind of. Is, so is, you hated I would just us be all? Like, yeah, I'd be like, these people are gaming. They suck ass, <laughs> and I hope they die. But they're my friends, so I, I wish them well. That's right. In death. In death. And <laughs> sucking ass, yeah, specifically. Was, we went through like two or three months where we weren't either there. Mm-hmm. I, we're, I'm in a serious dry spell. <laughs> I guess and you're not gaming, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, jeez. Welcome, welcome to marriage. Yeah. And welcome to oh, having a is... toddler. Oh, uh, yeah. So I forget marriage. Welcome Whatever. She sleeps through the night. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, she's never not slept in the that night. The first night. Oh, my God. Hmm. She's always slept through the night. So oh, has she? Yeah. All right. So, Julie, why is it you don't have a gaming group right now? Uh, well, one of them is for my own reasons. I'm getting ready to have another surgery. Okay. A stomach surgery. And this one's going to go through my ribs. So, it's going to be a really bad recovery. Okay. So, we're kind of at like a new chapter, and I didn't want to like get through it and then right. drop out halfway through and be gone for whoever, how how long it's going to take. Right. And they really hate gaming in the hospital. <laughs> well, and it's it's a drive to, well, it's Kirk. I think he listens and you guys all know him, but Kirk. Hey, Kirk. He drives, but he, it's a quite a drive and I threw my back out because of. Driving? Some, no. That <laughs> okay. injury throughout my back He does well. live in the middle of nowhere, and, so she's yeah. got to kick in the four wheel and go over. Well, and I drill drill drive a stick. Deal. 
And so when you drive a stick for yeah, a long period of time, it, gets, yeah. it hurts. <laughs> I am really good at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, and then the other one, it's just a lot of things. Like schedules aren't lining up. We have one person who's life. A little, life is kicking. Yeah, in the a balls. little flaky. Yeah. And then we've got a girlfriend who doesn't think it's fun, so therefore he can't come and try a little bit of social no, no, stuff happening. No. You know, Mm-mm. one of those things. If we had a soundboard, this would be our put in the foghorn. Yep. Well, and he is new to gaming. This is like his first gaming group, and we, we kind of started him, and that this is our second game with him. So really, it's his only second game. So no. he has interest, but now she's kind of yeah. could put it in. Okay. So... That sounds like her problem to me. Oh uh, yeah, that <laughs> and she's is really nice. Problem. It's just I think that. Well, he, that's great for her. Well, and it's I don't think it's it's actively telling him he can't do it. I think he's just being like, oh, well, she, you know, I want to hang out with her, and she doesn't, want, you know, that kind of thing. I don't yeah. think so he wants to get laid. He's yeah. done with gaming, and he just but they've been together sex. for like two years. So, I mean, well, so I'm sure. Sure. Oh, never. Mind. I'm not going to talk about my sex life. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I was together with Mike for two years, we would find ways. Even if <laughs> I can leave and game on a Sunday, my vagina needs a rest. <laughs> Sorry, that's fair. That's fair. I, that'll be. Let's be fair. The God Twelve slogan: <laughs> Vagina needs a rest. <laughs> Um, so yeah. everybody knows what the beginning of relationships were like. Anyway, go ahead. Right, right. Yes. Okay. But so, yeah, what, what I want to say is to those of you that are out there in that situation, I don't know about Wayne, but I know at least the other three people at this table have been through gaming droughts in their life. Wayne, I think you have just been in one continuous orgy since you started <laughs> gaming. He's still in the honeymoon phase. He's been gaming for years. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I started with the group that, I mean, it's kind of the same group, even though there's only one person left in there that was there when I started, but yeah, yeah. it's the same group. Yeah, and you got, then you're not, was the nice rainbows that's still going on? Not really time-wise. I mean, okay. we want it to. We like playing it. It's it just the funny books AP, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just the, an issue of everyone's schedules just aren't working out. And for then, it. of course, the Skies of Glass AP is still yep, going which on. is the far superior AP. Uh, I Objectively. Com- I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Skies of Glass is my favorite system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you people out there that are in that situation, we feel you. We got much for love Wayne. for you. He just doesn't Except, understand. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. get the concept. Well, what do you do, Chad? What? When I don't have don't a gaming group? Yeah. I, Make friends and find yeah, a gaming group. Okay. I'm the outgoing one. I'm not the shy one. Me too. I just don't have. I'm like, time. hey, you person with a funny T-shirt. Do you know what role-playing games are? Yeah. And Wayne's yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I would disagree. Except it's completely true <laughs> because yeah. I, I, I've, I've started waffling on whether I'm an introvert or what they call an ambivert which is somebody who's introverted in certain circumstances and extroverted in others, mm-hmm. or is primarily introverted, but can Like fame. when you're on the show, you're, you're yeah, very yeah, extroverted. Yeah, yeah, when I'm on the show. or I'm what, the introverted class clown. When, <laughs> that's, I think, the best way to describe myself. Yeah, it, it's Your words are far and few between, but they're always was, like wise and funny. No, I wouldn't say why. <laughs> no, it's not it, like I know what Wayne's talking about, because yeah, not so much about current job, because one, I'm too new, and two, being a large corporation, it's a bit too corporate. But at my prior job, which was a small company, I was always running my mouth. When I teach at church, I have no problem speaking. Mm-hmm. But you put me in a crowd of people, even like a fear of the con, and I suddenly get real quiet, real introverted. You put me one-on-one with somebody I don't know, and it is so difficult for me to communicate with that person. And so I am fundamentally wired as an introvert. But there are these moments, these bursts, these contacts, whatever it is, situations where I function like an extrovert, and they call that an ambivert. Yeah, I have no idea how that works for me. In that, I'm for the most part am an introvert. I don't like crowds. Love I ha- I have too. to recharge when I've been around You're people. Yeah, you know, being around people really does drain me. Yet. I will also do ridiculous things and be the outward class clown mm-hmm. to make somebody laugh and have no problem making a fool of myself doing it. Yet normally I am very, you know, like I, said, I want to be away from crowds. You remind me so much of my brother. It's like uncanny. It's interesting to. He's the be, same way. It's interesting to be friends with a lot of introverts. I mean, yeah. When you're in a situation where there's a lot of people and you know that you have some friends who have social anxiety, 
Because as extroverts, and I've seen you do this, Julia, where there's a crowd of people and then you kind of see one or two of your friends where they're getting like, not, you know, crazy, but it's just like they're shelling up a little bit, getting a little uncomfortable. And then it's, I don't know about you, but I'm just like, hey, look at me. I'm the crazy guy. And it allows them to take a step back and do their recharge. I love it. That is something I can appreciate, really appreciate. Because not everyone's like that. Right. There yeah. are the other type of people that will see that and be oh, like, and want to pull yes, you in. No. and bring the spotlight on the guy that's uncomfortable. No. You I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Like I know that like uh, some of my friends, they just have a hard time getting conversations started. Yeah. And I have some friends like my brother is not my friend. Well, I guess he's my friend. He mm. is kind of like that where I have to divert attention. Yeah. But I do have some friends that just don't know how to get a conversation started. Actually, my boss is that way. He is talking about bringing me to marketing events because I have no. This dude sitting here, I'll have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And then he he can't. He just can't even start yeah. a conversation. It's, then all of a sudden, I got business. So, But it's very interesting. I compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was at Six Flags, you know, working with the uh, the guests and things, very outgoing, dealing with crowds, no problem whatsoever. If I'm at a work... the context was Yes. Correct. If I'm at a work yeah. event, same thing. Yeah. I can compartmentalize, and that is same for Fear the Con or something. Mm-hmm. I am in... Your element? I, don't, I wouldn't even say that. But it's like... A comfortable, safe place. No, it's yeah. this is the time to do that. Uh, so I will put on that uniform and gotcha. pretend to be that. And then as soon as that's over, I have to spend time alone. Sure. Because it is completely draining. Yeah. And it, I can do it. I have no problem doing it. I can be the outgoing guy, but it really drains yeah, me. Yeah, it's something I wonder is if podcasting had existed at an earlier point in my life mm. or if actual plays or these YouTube channels that do gaming or Twitch channels had existed at an earlier point in my life when I myself was not producing this kind of content. Because, I mean, Fear the Boot started literally within a very, very small number of years of podcasting being a thing. I mean, like within two years of podcasting being invented, much less popularized. And so... I have to wonder, would I have turned to something like that for that sort of vicarious experience of enjoying somebody else's gaming experiences as a way of trying to scratch that itch? Because, I mean, certainly I do with other things. Mm-hmm. You know, there are topics I'm interested in, like philosophy. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have somebody around me where I can let me stress calmly, have an intellectual <laughs> yeah. conversation about philosophy. What, Facebook doesn't scratch that in? Yeah, believe it or not, it, <laughs> social media doesn't do it. And uh, so I'll listen to university lectures sure. and mm-hmm. such about these topics, and it does stimulate me and get me thinking about those things or I'll read books on those mm-hmm. subjects or whatever. Well, at the risk of it being turned back as to something uh, dirty towards me, I am a very voyeuristic person. I like listening to podcasts where people start talking about their lives and things. I like people watching and just mm-hmm. seeing oh, glimpses into into lives. Part of it is the vicariousness of this is what someone else's life is like. But yeah, I consider myself very voyeuristic. I like watching slice of life, just these little clips of people, you know, into their life. <laughs> and I like amateur porn. <laughs> so, so Julia, how are you ha- handling it? Not, not the amateur porn. <laughs> you have no idea. Uh, but the, Wayne does porn hub. Yeah, how? Porn hub. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, currently, I'm in a campaign board game that's kind of scratched the itch a little bit because mm-hmm. it, it feels what's the, like what's the board game? Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Okay, yeah, it's a lot Check of fun. Because yeah, it was my usual go to. For a board game that's a role playing game without being a role playing game is Descent. Yeah. Or Arkham so, Or, well, yeah, but that's because you and I invent a story. Not to yeah. like totally talk, like, I don't want to, but I like it because you get to like, un, like your decisions, you get to unlock different areas. And that's how this game works. So, like, you get to put a sticker on a board, and all of a sudden you can go to that location. And you might go to that location, you can either do good or bad, or you take this decision or this decision, and then you open up another. So it's kind of neat, because it feels more like a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of scratching the itch. Otherwise, I play a lot of video games, and I hang out with my family. I mean, I'm not, I don't get, like, depressed or anything. Like, every once in a while, I'll be like, man, I feel like I haven't seen anybody, and I'll have everybody right. come over for board games or something. Mm-hmm. Or we'll do barbecues. 
I have so many board games I've never played. My back seat is full of them. I have things like Planet of the Apes, the board game oh that I picked God. up at Miniature Market you that I know me. Chad would never play with me. I would play it. I wouldn't like it. I'd I bought, make fun of you, but I would play it. I bought a Back to the Future board game that was with apes. No, no apes ape. in that one. <laughs> uh, there was a train board game I bought. Oh my! It's I bought so many things at Miniature Market because the prices were really good. Mm-hmm. Which is actually the last time I saw it. Yeah, I saw him at Minish Market. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ran into each other there before gaming one day. Mm-hmm. I run into Julia at gaming stores, too. Because we ran into each other at game night like a year yeah, ago. That's yeah, that's right. Twice, I think. Yeah, actually. we did it twice. Yeah, and Carl ran into you at West County Mall. Like, everybody runs yeah. into you but me. I never I see you. <laughs> yeah. I you never in... leave the room because yeah. it's out of context. You're an introvert. Yeah, that's true. That's I ran into yeah. her at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Next pump over. Yeah. You're a woman about town. I know. Yeah, you thought you're stalking these two. I mean, to be fair, I saw Wayne when I was doing something really lame, and that was going to a resale shop for baby clothes. (laughs) I just stopped and got gas right there. Mm -hmm. Wayne, what were you doing buying baby clothes? I was stopping to get gas on my way home (laughs) from buying all these baby. From all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so because he has all these stuffed apes, he dresses up a bit. Yeah. Well, and he's he's a role player, so. You disgust me. Yeah, so I, play, I think that's my thing, is I just play a lot of board games. You and- know, Chad, when I went to uh, D.C. and I went to the Smithsonian, I got a ape that is in the space, NASA space suit. <laughs> of course you do. I have, Dude, have, you seen the, uh, have you seen the robot chicken monkeys in space? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, I'll play that. I'll link it in the show notes, and I'll play it for you guys before you leave. It's like 45 seconds I, long. It's hilarious. I might have mentioned this before, but I when I went to Austin a couple years ago, I totally thought of Wayne because I went to the Alamo Draft House, which is like a movie buffs oh, movie yeah. theater, right? And we're getting one in St. Louis, I heard. which is has me on the edge of my seat. They have film festivals and stuff, and it's just amazing. And I'm they actually excited. serve really good beer because they oh, get all the local God. brew. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm excited. Like super I'm excited. excited about this. But I went to this Alamo Draft House, and each Draft House is themed based on one single specific movie. Mm-hmm. And the one I went to was themed after Planet of the Apes. <laughs> and I thought of Wayne. I'm like, oh my God, Wayne would love this place. Because they had like yeah. the Portuguese poster for Planet of the Apes. And then they had the Japanese one. <laughs> and then they had the, the lawgiver, like this nine foot tall statue of the lawgiver. All Planet of the Apes crazy. <laughs> it's not, I saw You sent me some pictures yeah. of it. It sounded so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just... I'm disgusted by this horrible ape display. Wayne would love it. Why do you hate apes so much? I don't hate apes. I think they're just generally gross, but <laughs> I don't hate them. It's just that I love how Wayne... Wayne loves monkeys and apes. I am a Planet of the Apes fanboy. Yes. I love Old the original one. movies. Oh, let's separate two issues here. So do you love monkeys and apes, the animals, or do you specifically love... Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. It started with Planet of the Apes. Okay. And then any other ape character. Mm-hmm. Gorilla Grodd. Right. It's a common trope. Rampage. Yes. And I when Wayne runs games, <laughs> King Kong. even if there is no context for a monkey to be in there, it will there, be there will be in some way... In fact, it was a superhero game. There is a context (laughs) for a monkey city under the city. (laughs) It fits. The last game he ran, we unanimously said, one rule, Wayne, no goddamn monkeys, gorillas, macaques, whatever the hell you want to call them. No lemurs. No, I don't care what they are. Simians. Yes. Outside of humans, no simians. (laughs) No simians. And I think you even broke it. I think there was one in there. I don't know. No, I didn't break you didn't. it. Yeah. You were very sad, though. But you were sad. I was. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It See, so I have Wayne keeps getting his monkeys, and I still haven't had a Waymick. Because that really disgusts me. <laughs> <laughs> what? You both disgust so, me. So, all right. But if I, let's say, right now, okay. I had. Do you know what a Waymick is? No. Dan, explain what a Waymick is. So, okay. In uh, your shame. Are you familiar with God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know a centaur yeah It'll make it really perverted sexual and furry it's and it's like a cat thing. sexual i mean I, okay <laughs> go on deviant art and it's sexual right but no it's a dnd monster it's a dnd monster that's oh. like it's like a centaur lion yeah i know what you're talking okay, about okay it's like yeah it's a sun it's a yeah. centaur lion all right so <laughs> if I right. told you right Are you now, familiar with God? So much weird. Anyway, go ahead. if I told you right now in the other room, I had both 
a gorilla <laughs> and a lion, and, and somehow just assume right total magical thing here. You knew that neither of these animals were going to be dangerous. Okay. Okay. Sure. Guaranteed, not right. dangerous. And I have to bring one of them into the room. Would you rather me bring in the lion or the gorilla? I would have to go with a lion. Thank you. Because, see, I'm on your base. There's not enough room in here for a gorilla. But I'm just. Gorillas are stinky. Not all of them are. No, they're all stinky. No. They're all disgusting. Damn dirty apes. I mean, it's in the line. It is. And Charlton Heston said it. I yeah, know, but right? how do you know they're not dirty because we cage them? I mean, or maybe have you they're... been around one in the wild? Do they stink out there? Probably not. Lions, they have a lot of space to not lions stink. Lions do not throw their feces at people. <laughs> and they I mean, can, what would you throw at people <laughs> if they pissed you off? they're lesser for it. <laughs> uh, lawsuits. <laughs> Cars. I, I could snuggle with a lion. I like both. Exactly. I wouldn't like it, and I'd hate myself for it, but I could snuggle. I would love it. Did yeah. I ever send you a link to the Haram bed? <laughs> the har- yes. Yes, yes. yes. The Haram bed. It has giant gorilla arms that will then fold so you can sleep in Harambe's arms. It's, wow. it's And it's a real product. Yeah, it's a tired meme at this point, but at the time, it was still a cutting a edge meme. It was a hot meme. It was a dank meme or whatever. Dank meme, yeah. And me. when Fallout 4 came out, they first started releasing the modding tools. Somebody took the gorilla model from the gorillas that are inside the Institute and swapped out dog meat for Harambe. So you could have Harambe following you around. By the way, 22 minutes in, I think it might be a good opportunity to say, oh, by the way, this is a bonus episode. In oh. case you haven't noticed. Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, I talked about my vagina again. Right. Bonus episode, I talked right. about yeah. my vagina And again. for those of you wondering about a negative episode, I'm just trying to schedule with Brodor. I even, so he can talk about his vagina. I even for have real. the topic. So his vagina. Just just hold tight for those of you waiting on a negative episode. It looks like that. Over on, our, <laughs> over on our Patreon, we just hold on. Three holes in manufactured in China? Because yes. with Brodor working so many nights, I'm having trouble scheduling it. But I'm, I've already got a negative episode thought out for him. So, since this is a bonus episode, and we talked about your vagina, did you know that on the Star Trek, the horrible Star Trek CBS show, they verified that Klingons have two penises? Wow. Sweet. They actually took the time to... <laughs> they, Sorry. They actually took the time to verify that there are two streams of urine coming out of the front of a Klingon. Wow. To verify that because yes, Klingons have that, two Because see, of all the great unexplored portions of the Star Trek universe, like the Federation Romulan War and mm-hmm. such, of all these things that have never been dealt with, that was the part I was really hung up on. Is Klingons have well, they were too. double hung up. I'm on I'm glad it. we're on the same basis. I, right. like, when I heard about it, I assumed I really it was a joke know. until I watched the footage on YouTube, and sure enough, they really do verify no. the Klingons. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, you know, it's sad whenever the Orville is better than the actual Star Trek. The Orville is so good. It is yeah. so good, and, and Star it's, Trek it's is better like, Star Trek. It's a better Star Trek. It's not just that it's a better show, it's better Star Trek. And than... it's, it, yeah, like, I you just... You know how people can do those fan edits? What someone needs to do is they need to do a fan edit of Orville so that the opening is Star Trek, but the, Orville, yeah. the ship is called the Orville, right? right. Yeah. So the, the Orville goes zipping by, and it's like Photoshop that's like in CC or whatever the, the, inter, the Federation designations mm-hmm. are for the... And then they go by, and then it's just subtly edited to where they have their uniforms, but maybe the little Starfleet logo is over, like, their left yeah. breast or something. And it's it, did they, There's just, like, little oblique references to things well, that are I, just edited in. When I watched it, though, I was, like, the first episode, I was worried that it was going to be, like, Family Guide, which I don't yeah. dislike that. But I was like, well, I really like... Star Trek, so like right. I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then it turned out to be amazing because they well, yeah. married the two. He's so verified well. that a lot of the comedy that's in there was for, he, he was forced want. to do. Yeah, I, I had a theory when I first started watching that show, which is, I mean, I knew it was shamelessly ripped off from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. One, he that's not hidden, and two, it's he's a huge Star Trek mm-hmm. fan. That's why when he did the Oscars or whatever, William Shatner was on there. Mm-hmm. But I had a, another theory which is from the moment I watched the first episode, I said, my guess is he probably wanted to do a serious drama, but because he is known for his comedy, he being Seth MacFarlane, that when he came in, they basically gave him a funny man, be funny sort of thing Mm -hmm. of, well, 
you got to do a comedy because you know, you've done Family Guy and American Dad and this other stuff. So you got to do a comedy. And I read an interview with him that came out, I think it was after season one was over. And he confirmed that was completely true. He's like, mm-hmm. that I really didn't want the show to be a comedy. And he said that as the seasons go on, already they're working on season two, that season two will be more dramatic and less comedic mm-hmm. than season one was. Yeah. He I was able still... to make it more serious as the season went on, too. Yeah, and I still thought he did a very good job marrying the two. Oh, I, wasn't, yeah. I didn't think it was like overly funny, and, but I still thought it was really enjoyable. And it's recent enough that, light. that I won't spoil any of the episodes. But man, some of the episodes had real gut punch in. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was oh, yeah. a callback to sci-fi is supposed to explore social issues with science fiction. You know, supposed to have a message to it. At least that's what sci-fi really message, started out to. More than message, it make it's supposed it to make you think. Provoke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was more than you are wrong, we are right. More than that, it was. This is really complicated. We're going to try and explore this. And some of the endings, I mean, they were really either, and I don't mean confusing as in you couldn't intellectually make sense of them. I mean, they were morally, ethically, emotionally confusing. Mm -hmm. Like you really couldn't decide who you were going to side with, or they were these huge gut punches where you finally figure out, at least in your mind, what's right. And they don't win. They don't yeah, succeed. They don't. Good doesn't always win out. They did a really good job of presenting both sides of issues, not taking a side. And in the end, showing you that in a lot of cases, there's no good answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There or at least you, nobody came up with a good answer. Or even when there is, history just kind of rolls on regardless. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a, it's a great show. I'm looking Have forward you to it? season two. No. You should. I know you say you don't watch a lot of TV, yeah, but it's I've actually a good one to watch. On television That's a good immensely. one to watch. Just no real reason. My big two are still The Expanse and Gotham. Mm. Expanse got canceled. Did it really? Yeah. Yes, it did. They're shopping it around to try to get it on another station. That's crazy. But sci-fi basically, it was, I think it was just too expensive for right. it. That, yeah. I'll say that was going to be my guess because I know the show's successful, but no, maybe yeah, it's just too it's expensive. Yeah, it may not yeah. be profitable because, wow, that, that sucks because that's such a good show. Yeah, I'm still working my way through the books. I have two books left, and then I'll be caught up with the series. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully I don't just do a half-assed <gasps> movie and call it... Julie looked at her phone! Sorry. Oh, my God. My husband's with Chad the baby. The Bam! <laughs> <laughs> my husband's with the baby, and he asked me a question. I'll go punch your baby. <laughs> Making sure I, he got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he did, knows. Was it, did you feed the baby? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> well, no well. Yes or no? No, she just played at the botanical garden, so I didn't want him to forget that she needs a bath. Mm-hmm. She's probably full of dirt. We were like an every other night bather, not an every night bather. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Monkeys are still disgusting, Wayne. <laughs> so are kids. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're filthy germ pits until they grow up. And then they can, they're still filthy. We just bathe ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. so, Wayne, can I play like in your one of your games? Kind of, if we compromise and I'll play like Gorilla Grot or Superhumanite or something riding on the back of a Waymick. Of course. <laughs> of course, yeah. All right, uh-huh. I've yes. gotten a commitment. This is the <laughs> next game of Wayne's I play in. And I'm not talking a con game here. I'm talking a real but game. Like, like a five-year-long campaign yes. of Gorilla Grodd writing Or Superhuman Eye. We'll, we'll figure out one of them. <laughs> right. We'll pick one of them. Can you, you be... Both, no, never no, mind. You both no. disgust me. Just kiss and make out and be done with it. <laughs> so we can get back on with our lives. You? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no offense. Don't really want to see you guys kiss. <laughs> You two are gross. <laughs> <laughs> I judge you. Harshly. <laughs> wow, the places that went yeah. so rapidly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, guys. What's up with that? <laughs> to roll it back here a little, this love letter to people who don't have gaming groups. Yeah. Except that Wayne can't identify with. Yeah. I can't identify with people. Right. Just people. Just people. Just yeah. gorillas. Yeah. Not gorillas. No, he identifies. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. He can just identify just, with gorillas. Yeah. yeah. So, Dan, what's your advice? Even though it's a bonus episode where we're talking about Julia's vagina again, <laughs> what is your advice Ew. to these people? That- it, it seems to be her favorite topic. It really is. <laughs> My friends think it's a feat if I don't say 
anything about my vagina. Mm. Yeah, you're just being too haughty. You're yeah. just being too. Most of the time, it's out. a total joke. But um, but other times you whip it out and you just wave, wave it all around. around. Yeah. You have no yeah. idea. Around, my baby it destroyed it. No, <laughs> that that big old American vagina wrecked it. She went in there with a chainsaw. I had a C-section. I came out with a top hat twirling a cane. <laughs> I walked out of there. I walked out of there. That's not much of an exaggeration. <laughs> oh, family guy. I love that show. Between the fa- I'm serious. Between We could eliminate the English language except for family guy and Simpsons quotes, and we would still function as a society. I know that I'm to- we're totally getting off topic, but... <laughs> Let's place. talk about how often Seth MacFarlane calls out real issues, like the fact that Edward Norton was hiding a Stewie in his basement. Like <laughs> this was years ago, and then it comes out that that wasn't was it? That was uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. It's Kevin Spacey. Edward Norton. Yeah, I don't Edward know why that was in my brain. Been burned down yet? Yeah, so. and <laughs> that's I still what I think made the best Incredible Hulk. But but yeah, like and he calls that stuff out. And same thing with Weinstein. It's a it, like it's just our pop culture all in like a show mm-hmm. and simpsons does the same kind of stuff okay so i'm gonna only tap on this issue and then we're gonna move something else yeah, right but but we mix yeah way mix <laughs> is it we or way it's i you, you know freak. i could find out because they have that online pronunciation guide now mm-hmm. which finally settled the is it, it the, a 5e monster i don't know it, but it has now been settled they the online pronunciation guide from wizards of the coast says it is drow, not, not dro. dro. It is not dro. Who said dro? I've never heard that. Dude, there was this long, ongoing drow, dro debate. By idiots. But I completely agree. Drow was obviously <laughs> the truth. We just lost listeners. And now they finally... Good, those, those dro motherfuckers need to go. <laughs> and so, as a joke, somebody asked that in a forum, mm-hmm. and, and one of the people from the company responded, it rhymes with B-O-W, which could be bow or bow. <laughs> so, oh, God. And so, but they they now have like a Merriam-Webster thing where right. you can click on it and it says oh, the word. Yeah. And it says drow. It is not dro. It is drow. But I, it does not appear to be in the five. I'm sure it is in Monster one of Manual. them. But I've always gone with Waymick, not Weemick. Yeah, and you are the leading authority. I am the leading Weemick, authority. Weemick. I know more about Waymicks than anybody. Yes, National Geographic actually <laughs> yeah, has. You bought a Meacham pipe just to sit there for your National Geographic Precisely. interview. I'm yeah. going to be interviewed soon, sitting yes. in front of my mini leather bound books. Right, on Wimmick. Uh, speaking poor. about uh, the. It does sound like a sexual organ. Yeah, like, uh, why don't you tickle my Wimmick, baby? Yeah, like, mm. then like. Why don't you give me a dirty Wimmick? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody should look that up on the Urban Dictionary now. <laughs> so. <laughs> These people you say you love so much. <laughs> so what my advice is to them, this man, on this you just, uh, well, no, because this is our love letter to them. and this, this With is, all this shit in between. Uh, yes. Gorillas, Waymick, whirling like <laughs> dirty Waymick vaginas around. This is like, this is like the shittiest pen pal situation that's ever happened in the, in the history of pen pals. Our, our, no, our love letter to you people <laughs> is that, look, understand that we on Fear the Boot have been there except for Wayne except for Wayne who's it doesn't matter he's he's, he's not exactly a person he's a voice on the mics but the the rest of us we have all been there and at least the case of Julie and I we've been there even during the course of doing fear the boot mm-hmm. and I'll tell you it is hard because most of the topics we come up with some of them come from other stuff Somebody will write in and suggest a topic or ask a really good question or we'll see something that catches our interest. But there is so much we talk about that comes from the games that we are playing, which is why Fear the Boot has had its Skies of Glass stage, its Blades in the Dark stage, its Dresden stage. I mean, it's gone through these phases because of the games we're playing and the issues they bring up. And it is hard to get on the mics and to talk about gaming with any sense of relevance when you don't game. when you're, when not, you're not gaming yeah, yeah mm-hmm. you're you're just listening to other people's and it's not like i just pull past experience yeah just past you know and, well, and the true but that only gets you so far yeah, totally yeah. cuz we we've, we've mined so much of the past mm-hmm. in previous episodes i mean it's not like politics or current events or something like that where we you're can find pun- because even then even if you're not a politician 
you are actively engaged in what is going on when you when you don't game the well runs dry yeah yes because situations don't come up you don't yeah. encounter things you don't realize because you're effectively mining from the same vein i mean mm-hmm. yes when you game every game is different there are some genuinely new things that come up but for the most part what you see is Things that you have already known, but suddenly they get brought to the spotlight. There's an issue that gets brought to the forefront or you get new perspective on. It's not like something like current events mm. where new current events are occurring right. every second of every yeah, the day. the world doesn't take a break. Yeah, I mean, okay, yes, there are new game concepts, new gaming fads, new mm. gaming systems, new gaming settings. But it's not like the concepts that are necessary to make a good character have somehow changed. Right. You know, the way you told an entertaining story a thousand years ago is still the way you tell an entertaining story today. Yes, there are some changes to cultural context and so on and so forth, but if you ask me, I think cultural context is part of the structure of telling a story. Right. And so you really are right back where you started. Of It's you have to be involved in it to have things to say about it. And so it got kind of difficult because there were a lot of shows where Chad or Wayne in particular would be the ones bringing the topic. And I would contemplate them based on past experience. But I really didn't have new perspective to add. And you shouldn't put yourself down too much on that, because I remember coming to the show with topics, and that you weren't gaming, and I knew that that was an issue. And so what I would try and do is... You know, here is this. It's not like, hey, we're doing this and we're great and that's awesome. End of show. It's more like we're running into this problem. We've seen this issue. Dan, what is your take on the issue? We need an outside voice. We need an outside perspective. So where do you come in on this? So I I feel that we were able to get a traction out of it, even though you were in a dry spell. Well, and alternatively, sometimes and Wayne, this may be a case that you could speak on. If you're gaming with the same people over and over, yes, the games are different because the content is different. But sometimes getting away from the same people, like I have two separate gaming groups and they run very differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? People get in ruts. Yeah. Even people who say they don't do the same thing over and over. They do. They do. It's just in a different package. And and that's human nature. Yeah. Yeah. I had at one point I had three going. Mm -hmm. One of them online. One of them uh, Sunday game and another was a Saturday game. Yeah, none of the Saturday game wasn't an every week thing. I uh, had two online for a while, and that again, I like that interaction. Different people p- play differently, and give you different ideas. Yeah, I don't know for the people out there that don't have a gaming group and don't have a well to draw from. So we're not talking about people that live in a, a good suburban or urban area. They just don't have access to people. So the issue is not that they have access to people and don't know how to assemble gaming group. That's actually something we've already discussed in a past episode, and I don't know that I have any new advice on it. But for the people who are genuinely isolated from a gaming group, I think it's like a lot of struggles in life that the most you can offer to the person is the sense of not just sympathy, but also you're not alone. Other people have been there other people get it. Other people have made it through it. And in the meantime, if you are drawing some kind of vicarious sort of entertainment or you're keeping your toe in that pool by virtue of what we're doing, then all I got to say is we're going to keep on doing it. And when we do these shows, you are not a rounding error in what we do. You know, the people that aren't able to game right now you're certainly on our minds when we think about the content we're going to put together and so i mean that's that is my love letter to these people (laughs) finally because i don't like i don't know that i mean let's take the really extreme cases because we've gotten emails from people who have said yeah fear the boot kept me saying well i was sleeping in the trenches of iraq or afghanistan Mm-hmm. Well, what do you want me to tell those people about finding a gaming group? Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's all I can say is, hey, you know, hang what? in there, brother. Yeah, hang in there, brother or sister. It is beyond beyond humbling mm-hmm. to be able to be there for you in those moments. 
we've had people write in where it's maybe not that extreme of a situation, but they're out like doing scientific work and they're doing field studies and they're listening to us. No gorillas. Or, or they're just listening to us because once again, they're just in a town or they're dealing with some personal issues where they just can't really connect with people right now or whatever it is. You're right, Chad. No gorillas because they could have taught the gorillas to roll dice. They could game with gorillas. Is, are you wishing really hard right now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Wayne, what we should do, if I had like an enormous amount of money, is I would pay off a huge amount to the people that keep Coco. You know, you know the girl I'm talking about? Yeah. The one that actually with it. talks. Her? Her. Yeah. Coco actually gave it. a message to the UN. Yeah, I it, saw that. It's crazy stuff, but I'm sure some of it was a little bit coaxed or staged, but still, it's think? still impressive. Mm. But nonetheless... Um, and she likes kittens. Yeah, she yeah. loves cats for some reason. The perfect girl for you. And so <laughs> I want you to know that if I had, like, if Fear the Boot really did have the money we pretend it has, like, we just... <laughs> <laughs> Shut, so up. Shut up! Shut up! I don't have to work because of Fear We the pulled boot. in <laughs> millions of podcasting dollars, then I would pay those people to set aside, like, a week for you to attempt to role play. And we would, like... Chronicle. We, we, wait, no, no, we no, would no, hire a videographer you, you to record are, this journey. You are approaching this all wrong because now instead of fulfilling one man's sick and bizarre dream to role play with a gorilla, this is scientific research. Oh, yeah. You get grant money. Yes. The government pays you to yes. do this. Yeah. Exactly. You just got to start writing grants out. That's, that's yeah. where I'm thinking. There it's, you go, Wayne. Yeah. You have to start small. So first you get lemurs. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You get these lemurs no. first, and no, then see, work your way see, up to grow. This is his monkey wet. No, no, no. The, we're we're starting with Coco because we already have an animal. No, no see, that that's we know. his plan. It's his monkey wet. So because our, after the study's over, he gets twenty lemurs. So wait, here, here, right. <laughs> so wait, I can pay him in lemurs if I have that much money. I can pay him in lemurs. It'll just be like. You go into his house and he's covered in lemurs, and there's one thing on his head, and he's looking at you like, What? Yeah, what's your problem? We're, we're gonna get Wayne a mail slot so that way I can do direct deposit. <laughs> it's just about once a week, a little lemur, another lemur comes through. But oh see, no, right, so here's the fascinating thing about it. So, do you guys know? Uh, and, and this is a rhetorical question, so I'm going to explain it either way for the people who are listening. Do you guys know what theory of mind is? So, so theory of mind, they actually believe it's it's a developmental learned concept that's not necessarily an entirely innate concept, and different people have it to different degrees. But what theory of mind is, is it's we have this intellectual concept that, for example, I know that I have a mind. But I only experience my own mind. Mm -hmm. So I presuppose that Julia and Chad, not Wayne so much, but but Julia and Chad have a mind like I do. Mm -hmm. And the the more developed your theory of mind is, the greater things like sympathy sympathy and empathy Mm -hmm. become. Because of the fact... I tend to question whether anyone else is real because I don't hear their thoughts. Yeah, (laughs) and that's solipsism or solipsism if you prefer. But that's that's a low concept of theory of mind. And that's what theory of mind is, is the idea that other people are fundamentally experiencing the world the same way you do, that yours is not the only we understand mind. That we all understand cold is cold and hot is hot. Precisely. And we and understand we all love, we all are sad, we exactly. all are happy. And if you stub your toe, I... The specifics might be different, but the generality is there. I presuppose what it feels like because I have stubbed my mm-hmm. toe... And I project my experiences onto you. Right. And it's presuppositional. I have never experienced your mind. And barring some miracle of whatever, never can, never will. All right, so here's the thing. Wang is ringing. What this would tell me is role-playing is fundamentally an exercise in theory of mind. You try to think what it would be like to be somebody else. So if you could sit down with one of the you know, higher level, you know, like, a, like a gorilla, and get them to play a role-playing game and see what kind of character they make, you would start to understand something about this animal's theory of mind. What does it presuppose 
someone or something else is like, not just externally, but as it experiences the world. And I don't know how much research there is on this. And this is why if I had the podcasting money we pretend we do, I would love to see Wayne try to convince Coco to create a character. character? Well, no, we'd let Coco pick. And if Coco picked Gnomish Bard, we'd we'd put it down. It'd probably be a a druid. And (laughs) yeah, well, we can't presuppose. I mean, you never know. Could be a druid that has cats. And if so, we would understand something that its theory of mind is probably pretty limited because it's, you know, only doing it's only what it knows. Yeah, exactly. Coco's sticking to things that she knows. Or maybe it's just the first character and she needs a few characters in to start to try and experiment. Get her stride. Yeah, exactly. What if she said that she wanted to play a dark elf Drow? Put her down. I mean, <laughs> I mean, look. I mean, we have to be. We have to think about the good of the world, right? Because if Coco escapes and starts teaching, teaching other others gorillas that, that about drones, yeah. Do we? If do, she asks to play fatal, it's over. Yeah, <laughs> there, it's like you know, there are certain things you mm-hmm. just. Or if she gets out in the wild and starts teaching other great apes to not use the Oxford comma. There are just certain <laughs> things we can't risk. Oh my God, Dan. You do know that our boss, oh. with a journalism degree, hates the Oxford comma because it's so un-American. And I use it every so, damn so time does, I so can. Account- my accounting firm did, too. It drove me nuts. So yeah. does the HR department. I would swear I was an IHOP. I was smelling so much <laughs> toast while doing the, the HR yeah. orientations because none of them use the Oxford comma. Mm-hmm. And I mean, read the damn sentence. Just read the sentence and it doesn't make sense yeah. if you don't use the Oxford Precisely. comma. Precisely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> he shoots and leaves. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my right favorites. It was, in the, uh, it was in the front of a book is, I dedicate this book to my parents, comma, God and Anne Rand. <laughs> and it's like you realize an Oxford comma would have fixed this instead it sounds like you think that God is your father and Anne Rand is your mother so yeah gosh so you people don't use the Oxford comma you're probably drove <laughs> you are literally worse than Lit- Dro Hitler literally <laughs> literally that's Wayne's you favorite know, thing everything else we talked about that's going to be what gets the, the conversation. Way, yes, literally. No, no, no. Oh. the Oxford comma one. No, no. well, I, people feel strongly very, about that. Okay. Our boss Wait. really does. I mean, he I has have another ch- one. No. Okay, I got to okay. stop you right here. Yeah. By the way, you people in England, <laughs> if you want to know the difference between like England or Australia and America, and the, you don't have a map, there, yeah, and you don't have a map, or you don't understand geography, there, yeah, there's or really, we haven't invaded you. There's really. <laughs> linguistically two big differences there's two big differences linguistically one we don't pronounce the r an idea and two i want you to know idea idea yeah you've never heard idea idea yeah you've it's i'm pretty sure the australians have r's everywhere yeah (laughs) england does it not as bad but the old one oh (laughs) yeah everything in australia wants to kill you yeah exactly so the other thing is i want you guys to know that literally is three syllables, and battery is also three syllables. It's not literally. Literally, because yeah. I pronounce it literally. It's not it's because, literally. It, and I know it's not. And Dan pointed this out to me because I didn't even know I was doing it. I say literally because I watch a of a lot of yeah. BBC, and they also drop a syllable from battery and call battery. it ba- battery. And I and I say battery. battery. I don't say battery because ba- to me, battery is what's in your car. Battery. Is when you hit someone. A battering. Bat right. tree is the tree that Batman has in his yard. Yes, that's right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's that is the tree. bat tree. No, the yes. other debate that I have sparked many a conversations with, and Daniel appreciate this. Do you use tabs or spaces? In uh, what? programming. Oh, in programming. Oh my god! I oh, could, tabs. I could kill spacers. Like oh, I could just, yes. I could like literally kick them in the ball so hard they come out their mouth. Literally, I could literally commit battery against, <laughs> against their <laughs> against their balls, not and their bollocks. I their fight balls. like when when <laughs> when Silicon Valley did that. I like flipped the table, and Mike's yeah. like, "What?" And I'm like, I "No, that. I couldn't date somebody if they freaking spaced." Either. You know something else I hate <laughs> is I the no operating clue. systems where you hit enter and it does not actually put together carriage return and line feed. Oh, yeah. So you open up in a text editor and everything's on the same line. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're nerds. 
So about programming. To those of you that don't have a gaming group, we love you very much. <laughs> to those of you, oh yeah, literally love you literally, very much. To those of you, unless you don't use the Oxford comma, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Or to Bro. those to those of you that have a Waymick comma a gorilla comma mm-hmm. and no gaming group, we have all the love for you. Literally, 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 literally. So, <laughs> literally, have Patrick. a. Have a great week. <laughs> I'm not apologizing for watching a lot of British television in my youth. Like a lot of British television. Literally. Literally a lot. <laughs> Did like you also way... drink out of aluminum cans? Oh, no. Aluminum is just weird. That's that actually, is just weird. It was originally aluminum. Aluminum. They, they changed it to aluminum because the other metals, it's, you know... Plumbonium. Yeah. They, they made it more of a standard. They wanted yeah. it to feel yeah. they standardized, but it yeah. was originally named aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. Al- aluminium was actually a change to the word. Yeah. You can look that one up if you don't believe me. That is real. I don't do buggy, bonnet, uh, or anything like Or pram. I don't do prambulator, pram. I don't do any of that. Oh, that's yeah. like the weirdest thing is like when you. Prambulator want... is weird. Well, when. Well, like... the prepositions, like I'm in uni. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to. I'm, I'm... I'm taking maths. I'm taking like maths. Plural yeah. maths, which is yeah, I guess you are. If you're you know, you don't learn one formula, you're in maths. It took I was watching there's like a British show out that I really like about being a mom. It's actually really funny. Like it's real. And they call their strollers prams. Yeah, they, and it's really hard. The first, I'm like, the full what word the? is perambulator. What are they talking yeah, well, about? I, I went through this with, <laughs> with, with Kita, a friend of mine in Australia, who she's from America. But she's been, she still lives in Australia. So she was bit by something in Australia yeah. and she cannot She's now poisoned. Yeah. yeah. She, the, the antidote's there and she can't travel to America. I, I keep without. referring to her now as she's a child of a lesser god. <laughs> but don't look up what that means. It's actually really mean. But the point being that one day she was telling me that she lives in a place where the, she's a lot of mass transit. And she was like, so the one of two places you can live in Australia. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. She's like, I, I, I can't find the trolley and I'm yes. follow the tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you not find the trolley? And she finally explains to me, no, no, she means the shopping cart. Right. Yeah. Oh, because, yeah, yeah. because apparently shopping cart theft is so common. You bring your own. So it was Britain, very bizarre. So in Britain, you have, train... no, this is in Australia. I don't well, know. In Britain, you have, you have train cars. Yeah. Except in the subway. No, you have, you have tr- in America, we have train cars. In Britain, you have train carriages, except in the subway, they're train cars because the subway historically was built by Americans and they called it by an American name. Yeah. But she kept referring to her shopping cart as a trolley. And I'm like, they do that in Britain too. I'm like, you're American. Get your shit together. (laughs) But that's what we fought this war over. (laughs) The war with Australia. (laughs) Yes. That's what we fought the war with Australia over. (laughs) Trolley. Shopping carts. Shopping carts. And too many R's. Yes. Yes. So, anyways. (laughs) And Tim Tams. Thank you guys for tuning in. (laughs) We're sorry in advance. (laughs) And and remember what this episode was about. The one thing it was about. The Oxford comma. The Oxford fucking comma. You drow motherfuckers. (laughs) 